talking music, building businesses, and the grit in the journey. We're Scriz and Adam, and welcome to The Rise. And we are live. It is Scriz and Adam here with episode 17. Um, still relatively the beginning of the year. Um, on this episode, I would like to discuss with you, Adam, what's going on? I have no idea. I just see you on Insta Story on a beach, on like a big rock by a waterfall, surrounded by thousands of beautiful women feeding you fruit. That's not true at all. None of that's happened. Talk to me. What's going on? Where are we hey, at? Day. Day and what's going to happen? Because I want to know. I am hoping that one day <laughs> what you just described is actually thousands of women. So, Super so I, I'm hoping that we get there. But uh, yeah, right now I'm in Oahu. I came to okay. Hawaii. Uh, early December, I'll be leaving here end of uh, end of February, so for March. So cool. I've been uh, I've been kind of bouncing around, as you guys know, and I'll be going back to the mainland, spending some time in Texas and New York in March, and then I'll be heading over to Europe for for uh, probably the remainder of the year, at least a good chunk of it. But yeah, for me, it's been a couple of things. Is my focus is one enjoying life, spending time with my family. My father's out here. I have a new little baby brother out here, so spending nice. a lot of time with him. That's awesome. Uh, Two of my sisters came here to visit, so that's been nice to see them. And so I'm trying to enjoy life as much as possible. I'm trying to find things that inspire me, but I'm also focused on building my business. And I've been focused on my on this new company, which is a, a lead generation business. So we help people get more sales opportunities. And we've been doing it for a, a little bit over a year and a half now. And over the last five, six months especially, we've been seeing some some good signs of some really good potential. Okay. And right now we're going all in on that and, and seeing how far we can take it. Um, with this sales company, is this your company? Is this someone else's company you're working for? Are you a partner in this company? What is, what's, the, what's the origin of this company? Yeah, it's my company. So I have a co-founder on it. And then we have uh, about nine people that are working with us uh, from all over the world. Cool. So like we've discussed in the past episode, kind of like the, the chaos and the kinetic energy that kind of comes from traveling. How... How has that, let me just be honest, how has that affected in, like, in the inspirational point or how has it hindered kind of this business? Like, you know, everything down from the, the mechanics of it or the, the people element of it, or is that not applying at all? When I had my first tech startup in Boston, it was, and I've described this on past episodes, it was I, all day, all night in the office, seven days a week. And I don't exaggerate that. I don't even say that as a badge of honor. Like I'd never want to do that type of life again. Um, but part of that life was I didn't really need to have any other life outside of that. It was just work, work, work. So I would just do a little bit of everything. Even if I had team members that could do it, I always took the mindset of whatever, I'll just get it done. I could do it better, faster, whatever. So I'll, sure. I'll just do it. Even the busy work. I just threw all that stuff on my plate. Now, when I, whether I'm in Hawaii whether I'm in Italy, whether I'm in wherever in the world, I want to spend as much time as I can enjoying places, meeting people, experiencing everything I can experience. But I also want to grow my business to the highest level I possibly can. So what I need to do now is I need to build the systems, the processes, the automation so that my team can execute without me needing to do everything myself. So that's been the biggest focus, um, not just as of late, but really since I started this company is because I wanna do it with using uh, li while living this lifestyle. I can only do that if I set up all the backend work, 
to automate and delegate the tasks that either I don't want to do, don't have time to do, or, or aren't the best for me to do if I want to scale. Totally. Um, I think a lot of, I think a lot of being able to kind of rid yourself of that insecurity or that, uh, I don't, maybe insecurity is wrong the word, but that neuroticness or that over controlness kind of just comes with age. But I mean, I can, I'm trying to relate here. It's like, would you say that this, this effort put in to create the automation, to create the systems, to use all this experience, to create less busy work for you is driving you to be more of a visionary or more of a bigger executive. Like I think uh, Jeff Bezos always says, you need to make two big decisions a day. That's it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the position you want to be at. Like, are you, if that's the end tunnel, is that what you're chasing right now? Or is it more just a shuffle of you're getting older and you don't want to do busy work and you want to enjoy the life or is it an accumulation of all of it? Like what is, what is, what is your heart driving you towards with this? You know, cause I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So the big thing is if you can free up your space from busy work and that isn't worth your time and energy, it allows you to think big picture. If you're stuck in the weeds, you're going to be thinking about just how do I finish this task totally. so I can get onto the next task. Versus if you have that space, if you have that freedom, you're able to solve bigger problems and find ways to solve bigger problems. Now, I don't mind playing in the weeds and playing in the mud. I've done that with this business, but I did it for the first six to nine months with the whole focus of being, how do I build the systems so that I do not have to play in the mud nine months from now, 12 months from now, 15 months from now. So you got to play in the mud with every business, especially when you're getting started. But if you are playing in the mud, it should be focused on how the hell do I not play in the mud six months from now so that I can grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Totally. Um, it's funny. Uh, Ken Lewis, who's also on the show, he, he runs, um, he runs like a mixing night on Wednesday. He has like a, a very big audience of like engineers or producers that whatever. And uh, I was, I was a guest, I was a guest on his show. And uh, I think I, I did a, I did a film, uh, like a 90 second something. And, uh, I think you kind of nailed it. It was essentially give advice for what, you know, if you, you know, seriously, if you're an expert on being an artist, what is your advice for people that want to be artists? And I think I deduced it down to know how to do everything, have the ability to understand everything, um, everything in making the record down to the mastering, the mixing, the drum programming, whatever, the singing, whatever, to the record label's job, to the lawyer's job, know everything, know every single bit of it. But then just focus on the one thing you're really, really fucking good at and do everything like that. Um, weird analogy, but this actually really profoundly inspired me. I can't say I'm a Tom Cruise fan by any means, but okay, this is weird, but bear with me. Uh, so Tom Cruise, I guess he came out with uh, that movie recently that was huge, like the biggest. Top Gun. Top Gun. And uh, was it Jerry Bruckheimer? I think it's Jerry Bruckheimer. One of those big producer guys produced the film with Tom Cruise. And he's on the red carpet and I saw the clip and it really changed the way I looked at things. I mean, it was like, he's like, oh, Tom, you know, Tom is, Tom understands every single fucking element of filmmaking. He is an expert on every second, you know, not, maybe not an expert, but a deep, deep understanding that he can do the job himself of everything. So that way he's over to see, over, able to oversee the quality control of everything. But when it comes to being the action hero, Tom's up there with fucking Jackie Chan. He's like the fucking goat. He's literally strapped onto planes doing it himself so yes he's like elite level at the specific thing he does 
but he's good enough to make it in every other job as well. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. It applies to music and hearing you, you say that it's like, no, like you're grateful that you spent those first six, nine months in the weeds on it. But now that you're at the executive level, making those big kind of almost enlightened kind of decisions. Now that you're in life, seeing the big picture, you can expect exponential growth. You can expect big breakthroughs. Yeah. Cause it, right off the front, if, if when I started the company, I said, I'm just going to outsource this right away there would be so many gaps in the process that I would never know. And even when managing people, like I had to let somebody go a few months ago. Yeah. And the reason why is because when I was asking him basic questions, I knew he was lying to me and I knew he was lying to me because I've done his exact role before. So it was impossible for him to pull the wool over my eyes because I knew, okay, every question I ask you, you're digging yourself a bigger hole because I know you're lying to me because I did this stuff not too long ago. So you can't just start by outsourcing it, or you can, but if you do, no. you're going to miss a lot of gaps in the process. And one of the things I always share, because I teach a class once a week to uh, small business owners, and I don't care if you love numbers, hate numbers, love sales, hate sales, love websites, hate websites. I don't need you to be an expert in those things that you don't like, you're never going to be great at, you don't want to do, but you need to be 101 level knowledgeable yes. about it, because exactly. if you're not you're going to have the wool pulled over your eyes. That's a shit that happened to me. My first tech startup, I knew nothing about tech. There was times I could have lit money on fire, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, threw it in the trash, and I swear to you, it would have been a better use of the money. <laughs> but that's the truth. I think that's the quote I'm going to use. At the 101 level, understand everything at the 101 level. And I, I think it's like, and I think this applies so much in the entertainment business. I, I mean, People want to take shortcuts and people want to say like, oh, we're going to outsource this, the first 30%. It's like, dude, the first 30% might be the fucking foundation of everything. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure after selling your company, you weren't thrilled to be fucking digging through the fucking mud or whatever the fuck it is you were doing. But it's like, now you know, now you're grateful. Like the, the quality control is there. Trust me, like I, um, I have a, an assistant who works for me now. Her name is Hannah. And she's, she's in here every single day working. She's amazing. Shout out Hannah. Um, and like, yeah, like she does a job that I know how to do. And I, I, I still like, if I didn't know how to do it, it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like she was on the computer for two hours straight, just in the weeds editing things. But then I'll sit down for 15 minutes and be like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. We should have done it like this. But you killed the 95% of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it really goes down to like, know the one-on-one level. I, f- I forget who the Chinese billionaire is, but it's like, he's the guy who knows every single, every single operation by everyone in his factory at the same time. So it's like- Alibaba, it the Alibaba founder, was it, is it? I don't think it's Alibaba, I think it's a Chinese guy. But, uh, oh, maybe you're right, actually. I think you're right, yeah. I mean, actually, know who it is. Um, we need to get my friend AG, who will be on the podcast at some point too, but he, uh, he owns a bunch of Midas's. And like he really applies that too. It's like his his ability to understand mechanics of cars, his ability to work with, you know, the type of people that are mechanics, which are, you know, complicated people. Um, it's very blue collar kind of work, but you bring it to the executive level. It's it's executive level business for sure. Well, that's the thing. It's like if you are for anybody who is in more of an entry level type of job or you feel like you're more of a worker bee and you want to become more of an executive or leader or visionary by having the skills of doing feeling every groove in the process 
it makes it easier for you to be an executive because you understand what are the gaps in the process, right? You understand things that aren't being done efficiently. You understand those pieces and those inefficiencies that you can improve upon. And that's why I think for every business owner, you need to play in the mud. You need to feel every group because if you can do that, again, that's how you systemize. That's how you find gaps. That's how you can think big picture and think about the bigger opportunity. But for me, very much of what I do right now, I used to be, I remember when I started my first company, I was a bright eyed, bushy tailed entrepreneur, you know, thinking billionaire or bust, IPO or bust, you know, you just rise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a pup. And, uh, and I, I know I've shared stories on that in the past, Yeah, but you know, for me right now, it's, it's very much just like one base at a time, like go from home to first, first to second, second to third. You're like totally ringing a bell with me. Like um, you're saying that it's like, no, the people doing, you know, in the weeds kind of work, like they have the upper hand on becoming an executive. It's, are you definitely, where'd you go to college? Uh, oh. Teeny tiny college. Yeah. Outside really? of Boston college. It's not I went to, I went to NY, NYU, good times. Um, and it's, uh, Dude, the inverse of what you said was so abundant, like, especially like Ivy League people I knew and stuff. Like, the, and, and it was just like, I don't want to call people stupid, but it's like how oblivious, like the amount of people out of these high level business schools and like Ivy League schools that I knew, you know, I knew them very well personally or approached me about things. And they had all these startups, like it was just startup, 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 startup. And then it was like, the actual business itself was just like, let me add wings to my guitar and sell like what? Like these aren't actual businesses. They don't connect with actual people. Yeah. This has nothing to do with like you, you ask no how much money business you're working in. Like the industry, yeah. like I remember someone like doing something with like live music. They knew nothing about live music. I'm like, so you took a management course and you have a PhD. I don't even fucking know what the degrees are called, <laughs> but it's like, this is not an actual business. We have well, to remember. Tr- Sorry, was that? Well, it's a trick. It's like, it's the same in the music industry in a different way as it is in the startup world. One of my biggest beefs in the startup world is that whole mindset of being an overnight success, the billionaire or bust. Yeah. Everyone's going to build that big tech startup. Red is the new black, you know, losing money is, is better than making money. Scale, scale, scale. Um, pre-revenue, all these BS terms that you hear about in the startup world is probably the same in the music industry about, you know, get the one hit, you know, just get that, what, whatever are the myths of, uh, of, um, of, you know, cutting corners, basically. It's the same shit in every industry. And we all want that. We all want overnight success. We all want to reach success tomorrow, but it's just not the reality for 99.99% of people. And nor should it be, because if you did get the success overnight, you wouldn't appreciate or value it the way the way it I mean, needs to be appreciated and valued. Even aside from like the appreciation and value or whatever, the emotional, whatever, it's like, and, and there, trust me, there are people in music who do like the sure. one in a million, like the right singer gets in with the right producer at the right time and the right A&R signs it and it goes straight to radio and it miraculously catches so that's already a one in a million situation. Then in those, it's a one million that they actually follow that up. So it's like, I mean, if, if I can walk away from this podcast episode with one thing, it's like, like get in the weeds on everything, get to one-on-one level on everything, like, and then be an expert at what you are doing. Like that will work. That will always work for you. I mean, you telling that example of, you firing that person because they couldn't pull the wool over your eyes. Like that's just a piece of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't know what you don't know. So know your shit. 
That's about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, there, there's days now, truthfully, where I'm like, I feel a little guilty because I'm like, I could have went to the beach all day, did nothing, and the business wouldn't have skipped a beat. Like, sure, we, would we have made as much progress today? No. Would we have gotten probably new business today? No. But could everything function and run? And would our clients have any idea? No. But the reason why that's possible is because I ate dirt. I built out systems and automation to allow other people to execute on the jobs that I was originally doing. Now, obviously, I want to work because I love growth and I want growth. But if you are somebody that wants to have a business on, on, on autopilot, which everybody should want that. Everybody should want that because that's how you scale on top of that. That's how you build to sell. Every company, in my mind, should build their company to sell their company. Every artist should build to sell like Justin Bieber just did, right? Like everybody should be able to build to sell so you can make the decision. Do I want to sell or do I want to keep growing? Sure. I think like if you were to take the last two, this episode and the episode before it, it's like where you, Adam, and me, Daniel Grizzly, are kind of aligning at the same point. It's like we are at this place now where – we have the freedom to let the train keep rolling without us. But because of that, we now have the decision to work at the pace, work at the intensity, work at the left, right, whatever. Like, and I think that's the kind of beauty of where we're at. Cause I don't think either of us were there two or three years ago. You know what I mean? That's definitely where I'm at with going nomadic and like all those things. It's like, it's like, no, I, I can, I can write as I want. I mean, I'm pursuing, a lot of wild things we'll get into. And it's like, but I have the ability to do that. And uh, it's because we've put in the decade of work and, you know, those, my streaming catalog is going to keep streaming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's going to keep, the trains going to keep rolling. Yeah. And now is the time where, yes, could we just kind of let things on autopilot, let things go on autopilot? Sure. But I know for me, and I'm sure you feel the same, like I feel like I just barely scratched the surface and I'm just starting to, exactly. where it's like right now, like we talked about last episode, for me, it's put the put, put put the foot on the gas pedal and just keep going. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive because once things are working, like I don't want to sit back and just watch them work. We want to make sure: are we optimizing so that they can work even better tomorrow? Are, are there more scale opportunities? Are there other things that I'm not seeing? So right now, for me, and it seems like for you too, obviously, it's all about staying aggressive right now. And that's that's the name of the game. And I think a lot of things this applies probably more to music, but it's like when things are working, that is the time where all your doors are open. You know what I mean? If things might not keep working six months from now and those doors are going to close and you're going to be pissed off you didn't walk through them. You know what I mean? It's that's the same with business. It's the same with business. I mean, look at Blockbuster. You know, they probably, <laughs> yes, exactly. you know, they, they got comfortable. Now it's, it's like there's, out. yeah, right. Now there's restaurants that are blockbuster themed restaurants because it's nostalgic and because it doesn't exist anymore. You know, like a, joke. So, yeah. yeah. So it's so, with anything, business, music, sports. If yeah. you, if you get lazy, if you start sitting down you let yourself get fat, you know, quote unquote, things are going to pass you by. Cause there's always somebody else that's hustling behind you. That's willing to work harder and do things better than, than, than you were trying to do. Always. Totally. I totally, totally agree. And I think that's a good stopping point. Adam, it's been good. I will see you next time. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you. Yeah, peace.